Welcome back to your Haunted Holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And Lindsay, we are going international today to London, England. Oh, okay. I'm very excited. It's been a little bit since we've gone international. Well, we did Versailles. That wasn't true. that long ago, but we haven't been to England for a while. And I feel like England is just notorious for hauntings. This is considered the most haunted hotel in London. And they say they even have the most haunted room in all of London in this hotel. This sounds like a place we need to book. This is right up our alley. It is. And it's fancy. This is your haunted holiday at the Langham Hotel in London, England. All right, so like anything in Europe, this place is old and it, it actually starts even before the, the hotel was constructed. It's actually constructed on the land where there used to be this really extravagant mansion that was owned by the Foley family. And the Foley family was just very well-to-do people in England. They were very well known for centuries. Eventually, there was just some sort of unfortunate series of events that killed off their family line. Now, I tried to figure out what are these unfortunate series of events, and I struggled. I could not find much. The most I could find is so-and-so Foley passed away and then the house was handed off to so-and-so Foley and that was it. I couldn't find anything like super crazy. What what year did this all occur that the, the family passed away? Like what era are we talking? 1600s, 1700s. The hotel itself was constructed in 1865 Mm -hmm. after the Foley family mansion was demolished. Got it. Maybe something like like the plague or, or something terrible like that occurred, right? I mean, when did that happen? So maybe. I mean, you never know. It was Europe. The bubonic plague was rampant at certain times. I don't know if that is exactly what took this family down. But needless to say, the family line just kind of died off. Now, I also wonder, too, because you say Foley and because I'm into haunted places, immediately my mind jumps to the Foley House Inn in Savannah, Georgia. I wonder, is there any relation between these families? I don't think so. But who knows? I mean, everybody's ancestry goes back to something. That's right. what I was thinking. I was like, maybe they're English and they had relatives back there that, that also have land that turned out to be really haunted. Who, you know, that's a stretch, guys. Don't, don't, don't trust in that. But just that's where my mind went. Yeah. When this place was built in 1865, it was considered the grandest hotel in all of London. And I will say today it's still pretty grand, to be honest with you. This had the first elevators, and I think in England they call them lifts. So right. it was known for that. And you like this, they also had 
bathrooms in every room. It was considered very extravagant and luxurious. I mean, imagine in the mid-1800s having bathrooms in every room of a hotel. I mean, maybe that was typical, but I would imagine it would be expensive back then. Yes, it definitely would be. I mean, this place is considered so nice that it was a favorite of a lot of celebrities back in the day, going back to Mark Twain, Oscar Wilde, Winston Churchill, Princess Diana. It was one of her favorite places to stay. And also another kind of oddball one is Napoleon III, not the original Napoleon that we all, you know, know as kind of a horrible dude, but actually that was the bad guy was his uncle. He eventually Napoleon III became president of France. I won't get into all the history, but he actually was eventually exiled. And he stayed his time in exile in England and part of that time in the Langham Hotel. Huh, isn't that interesting? What are the odds that two Napoleons get exiled? I don't know. It is pretty wild though, isn't it? Weird. Now, the other tragedy that this hotel is known for is prior to World War One, they don't know exactly who this person was, but there is a legend that a German soldier that was also kind of like a German prince, I guess, was staying at this hotel and actually leapt to his death from one of the fourth floor windows. Mm. Well, that's that's tragic. Any sort of like suicide, anything like that's terrible and We hear about that a lot in some of these older hotels. Some of the newer hotels too, really. Yeah, absolutely. In World War II, the hotel actually got taken over by the English army. And it was being used, you know, to house people in the army, that kind of thing. But as we remember, Germany was bombing England and London very heavily during that time. The building itself took pretty significant damage and as a result of that people did die in this hotel due to those bombings. Do they have any idea how many people died or they just they know that there were some casualties? They know that there were some casualties but there's no real number around that unfortunately. Now the other tragedy that This is legend. You know, the bombings we know happen for a fact, but this one is legend. Apparently there was a doctor that was staying here on a honeymoon with his new wife. And for whatever reason, he's a lunatic, I guess, and murdered his wife in the hotel and then proceeded to jump to his death out the window. So it was a murder-suicide situation is what they say. And they believe that this happened in room 333, to be exact. Well, that's an easy one to remember. And, I mean, what the heck? They just got married, you said? It was his new wife that he had murdered? Right. They were on their honeymoon. They had. They were newlyweds. Yeah, that's horrible. Although we, this is not a first time we've heard about this either, right? I mean, what a nightmare to, I just don't understand murder just in general, but it's tragedy, untimely deaths. They tend to lead to hauntings, right? For sure. Now, 
It continued to be a hotel. It struggled a little bit during the Great Depression. In 1965, this is interesting, the building was actually purchased by BBC and they created their studios there. Some of the employees and announcers, people that worked on air would actually stay there sometimes overnight. Maybe they just had like particularly long shift or they had an early morning thing to be on the air for they would stay on the third floor. And that's actually when the first reported ghost sighting started. There's actually tons of information from the BBC era starting in the 60s, talking about all these spirits that are in the hotel, particularly on the third floor, because that's where they would sleep at night. Huh, Isn't it that, and so the news reported this back in the 60s. Not the news, the people that were working for the news, because BBC is kind of like the major news station over there in England, and they owned this building. And people that were working for that channel that happened to be staying overnight, or maybe they were just working and, you know, walking through the building, they were experiencing a lot of activity and talked about it often and there's a lot of information out, out there about some of the things that they experience which we will get into oh that's that's kind of cool I, it's good that when it's documented right by in some way by someone who thought well this is strange you know i'm gonna document this somehow and you get more credible information that way and apparently to this day, the BBC is actually located like right across the street from this building. They no longer own it. It was purchased and it went through a major restoration. And in 1991, it reopened again as a very fabulous hotel. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tangling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. All right, so let's talk about the hauntings in this place. And there are so many stories and different ghosts that are supposed to be hanging out at this place. Like they said, they really do say this is the most haunted place in London in terms of hotels. But 
some of the reports are actually very recent. There was a major news article situation because there was a bunch of really famous professional cricket players that were staying in this hotel and apparently a lot of them experienced some pretty strange things to the point where they would request a different room maybe they would even just refuse to stay there altogether and sometimes their wives were like nope we're out of here we are leaving (laughs) that's too funny I mean, this is right up our alley. People just need to embrace the the haunting, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, some people even said they saw apparitions. There was strange noises. There was one account from a player named Stuart Broad. And he was actually quoted as saying, It was so hot in the room, I just couldn't sleep. All of a sudden, the taps in the bathroom, and by taps, they're referring to faucets over there in England came on for no reason. I turned the lights on and the taps turned themselves off. Then when I turned the lights off again, the taps came on. It was very weird. It really freaked me out. I ended up asking to move rooms. I wonder what room that was. It's hard to say, but I mean, there's activity everywhere here, but they do say the third floor in particular has a lot of activity going on and he's not the only one that had a situation like this there was a lot of other quotes from players saying we decided we're not staying there anymore you know we experienced all kinds of weird noises and and stuff like that and this is pretty recent it's not that long ago that this happened did they do an interview for the press or how did this all come out that this team had experienced some weird stuff I'm not sure how the press discovered it, but I do know they were interviewed by the press and there's a number of different articles out there that talks about their accounts. Okay. So lots of just strange stuff people are hearing. I mean, a faucet turning on by itself and off by itself. I mean, plumbing is not connected to a light fixture, you know, because my first thought was is somehow you know, him flipping that switch, causing this, but that's just not even possible. Yeah, and I think you could test it out, right? And and try it multiple times, and clearly this had not happened previously during his stay. Right. I'm sure they turned the faucet on at other times. The other apparition that you want to look for is there is kind of a footman, a guy that I guess they would describe as like a servant from back in the day. He's wearing kind of a white powdered wig, and they even describe him as wearing socks with holes in them sometimes. And they believe this is a former servant that was working at the Foley Mansion before it was demolished. Interesting. They called him a footman? Yes, it's like a British term, I guess. That is interesting, but it's, you know, he also has holes in his socks, so he's quite recognizable. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah. And another apparition that is seen more commonly, one of the more common ones that you may actually see, is that prince from Germany that was also a soldier. He was spotted by 
BBC anchors, and he was described by them as a large Germanic-looking man in military-style jacket that is, like, buttoned all the way up to his neck, and he's looking silently out the fourth floor window sometimes, which the fourth floor just happens to be the floor that he leapt to his death from, they say. And he's also seen quite a bit, usually very early in the morning, and you will feel a dramatic change in temperature that feels extremely cold before he appears. And he is like just walking through walls and doors and all over the place, but also seen looking out that window. Huh. I mean, it's it's good to know that the, the room gets cold and since he's walking through that the walls and looking out the window it says maybe residual yeah agreed that energy is just still there for whatever was going on with him was so powerful it it stayed there yeah i agree with that an interesting one as well is i talked about napoleon the third who was in exile and stayed at this hotel for quite some time he's seen by staff in the basement quite a bit and they're pretty sure it's Napoleon III. I wonder what makes him so sure. Like maybe there's something just really clear about him. I'm sure you can look up a picture. Oh yes, I did look up a picture and I looked up his history a little bit before this because I was like, Napoleon Third. It's not the Napoleon I know, right? From all the history. I mean, he is a major historical figure, Lindsay. There, there are plenty of photos of him out there. Now, the other one that you want to look for is that doctor that murdered his wife. This is an apparition that is described as having white silver hair with kind of like glazed over eyes, wearing Victorian clothing and a black cloak. Oh, a black cloak. I mean, that could just be clothing that people wore back then, but it's still ominous to me. No getting around it. It is still ominous. Now, there's also a weird situation in room 333. I wonder if it's this doctor. In some articles, it's described as separate entities, like the doctor is one, and then this entity in room 333 is a different one. Although, based on the descriptions that I read, I really think that it is the doctor that is haunting room 333. It it just kind of makes the most sense. This is considered the most haunted hotel room in all of London. And again, the first reports of this date back to 1973. And it was a BBC anchor who was staying the night in this room because probably had a long shift or something like that and experience this. And this is how it is described. And I'm actually quoting here. So in 1973, BBC Alexander Gordon awoke suddenly in the night to see a fluorescent ball, which slowly took on the shape of a man wearing Victorian evening wear. The announcer asked the ghost what it wanted and it began to float towards him with its legs cut off two feet below the ground arms outstretched eyes staring emptily at this point the announcer got up and fled apparently at this point Lindsay, the 
anchor announcer guy went out there and grabbed somebody and said like one of his colleagues and said hey you're not going to believe what I just saw there's some kind of spirit or something that was you know coming towards me in my room they went back to the room together and the colleague actually saw the spirit and he at this point the spirit was leaning over the bed which is where this guy was originally laying and slowly fading away wow that's a pretty incredible account so these two people came forward and this was their first-hand account essentially yes and people still see it and it always starts out usually with some kind of fluorescent ball of light that is almost described as an orb that then turns into this man they also say when it most often happens is in october huh i wonder why October. it must have been the anniversary of when they were there maybe maybe i think that's mm-hmm. that's, that's really interesting good conclusion I was reading this article, uh, this guy decided he wanted to stay in the most haunted room and is kind of a, a skeptic. And so he specifically reached out to the hotel, asked for room 333. And when he got to the hotel, he was talking to the, the clerk at the front desk and was really expecting them to kind of like live up this whole, you know, ghost thing like oh you're staying in room 333 and that is not what he got so he's like he asked them do you have a lot of people ask to stay in room 333 you must right and the clerk responded like kind of shaking and was like actually nobody wants to stay in that room it's very rare that anybody asks in fact we only put people in there if we absolutely have to or they ask for it of course and the people that we put in there, we don't tell them the stories behind it. So there's plenty of people who have been put in that room simply because they're booked up and have no idea that there is this murderous doctor that is going to like come at you with outstretched arms. So if no one ever asks for that room, it makes me think that, Lisa, we, when we call and do these things at hotels that are notoriously haunted and we ask for specific rooms... I wonder if they're not getting a lot of these requests. I just assume they would too, right? Just like this guy did. And this guy's not like a big ghost hunter or anything, but he just thought, oh, this is like a notorious room. People must do that. But then he, the the hotel clerk didn't even stop there. He even said, oh, I won't even go in that room. In fact, I do my best not to even go on to the third floor because that's when most of, that's where most of this stuff happens very creepy but it makes me think that some of these hotels must think we're crazy i I think some of them fully embrace the spirits this sounds like a a really nice hotel in london that you know they're really just trying to sell their rooms and make sure people have a good stay right yeah and something else that i guess some of the people working at the hotel had mentioned to him not the desk clerk but somebody else had said apparently the room number they think might have something to do with it so the room number is 333 and if you research that apparently it somehow represents the holy trinity but if you double it it's 666 which obviously is like evil right right well i mean i think that's a stretch because then we could say any room with the number 333 what if the number was 444 well add two 
to each digit and you get the holy the, the 666 thing you know I, I feel like that's a bit of a stretch but i don't know you know there's all kinds of theories out there i 100% agree with you lindsay but i think that adds to some of the fear around it for some of the employees working there or, or people in the city who may be familiar with it. Right. If the room was 666, I'll be honest, I would be a little freaked out. Oh, me too. So, Lindsay, like I said, this place is pretty fancy. And with that, it is pricey. It is in downtown London in a very high-end area. The place is beautiful. I mean, it looks kind of like a castle, almost, honestly, from the outside. It, it's a pretty neat-looking place. The inside is completely renovated. I mean beautifully done the rooms are very much there is not just a slew of weird antiques in this place okay it is <laughs> it is done nicely what what would you compare it to if you were to like maybe the hermitage hotel or i think the hermitage might be a a really good comparison for it in tennessee um that's a five-star hotel langham hotel is also a five-star hotel and I mean, it's just, it's really done nice. I mean, think about it. When it was restored in 1991, this was one of Princess Diana's favorite places to go. Right. And with that, not only comes nice furnishings, there's also like a bed and breakfast package where you can pay a little extra to have a really nice gourmet breakfast served. Apparently there's like a very famous chef who does all the food and drink menus there. And like... The food looks fancy. They're at this, they have a couple different restaurants, one of which has a tasting menu, like a six course tasting menu that you can pay for. Which, I mean, it looks nice. It's probably totally delicious. There's also, in addition to two restaurants, there's kind of like what they describe as a modern British pub. Drinks all sound really good. The menu's really cute. I mean, it, it's not going to be cheap. I can guarantee you that. It sounds amazing to me. Like, I feel like if we go to London, this is where we have to stay. Well, let's talk about the price first, Lindsay. <laughs> I know, right? What's, what's this cost here? So remember, they have British pounds there. When I was searching the website i mean obviously based on your dates and everything the pricing is gonna fluctuate so for kind of what i would describe as a, a standard room the rate was a little under 400 british pounds and when i convert 400 british pounds into u.s dollars that equates to right around 545 dollars a night ouch yeah that's expensive um, how big are the rooms? Are they just pretty typical, like king size bed type of thing? Standard, yeah. standard room, no, no extra sitting area that you would expect. No, for a suite. Okay. No. Now you can get that though. There are several suites that you can rent as well, and those those prices vary. But the highest end that I saw was right around fifteen hundred British pounds a night to stay in a 
what looked like a pretty luxurious space. But who needs that? I just want I just want a ghost hunt. I ain't paying that much mm-hmm. money. I would maybe splurge if I could maybe find a deal. Like what if it's like low season or something like that? You might be able to to get a discount on one of those standard rooms. Now, this is not a place that you can go to their website and say, I want that room with that fluorescent bulb light and that murderous doctor, right? You're going to have to call them. You're going to have to request room 333 specifically, which I believe is a standard room, but I'm not sure. I, I don't think it's a suite. So you're looking at paying right around, you know, five, $600 probably a night to stay in that room. Wow. So it is definitely a pricey stay. I mean, we've stayed in some places that are maybe around that, maybe a little bit less, but not too far off as a splurge, everyone. This is not what we typically spend at a hotel, but it it comes with a lot when we've done it in the past. You know, it comes with food and drinks and more space uh, than your typical standard room. So I don't know. This is a lot. I don't know if I'll be able to afford to stay at the Langham Hotel next time we happen to be in London. But gosh, I want to stay in room 333. I know. I know. We're... I really want to do it too. But yeah, this this is really outside of outside of my range. But if one of you is lucky enough to be able to go here and stay or has stayed please send us a note. I would love to hear all about it. No doubt about it. Go to yourhauntedholiday.com, hit contact us and say, hey, I've stayed here. Whether it was room 333 or not, please let us know. I would be so interested to know how it went and if anything actually happened, even if it's about the accommodations, anything interesting for us to know that we can share with the listeners. That would be cool because after after all, we are a travel podcast. Um, I do want to really thank all of you because recently we got a couple of new reviews that are fantastic. I want to share one of them with you all. We do read all of these and we really do take the feedback. So we appreciate all of it. But if you are enjoying the show, we really encourage you to please rate us five stars. It keeps our rating high and it makes sure other people know that we are worth listening to because after all, we are, we are trying to expand our program so one new review came from from someone i don't know their name but it says my new thing i just found this podcast last week and have been listening non-stop i love the voices of the sisters and their infectious laughter i have been entertained non-stop since i found them what a great review that makes me feel good and i gotta say it it kind of pulls it all together that people are enjoying the show and it makes it worth doing this every week I know. Reviews like that are what makes me want to keep making episodes. Absolutely. It, it makes a big difference. And when people are scrolling through, they see that and they go, you know what? Maybe I will tune in to your haunted holiday. If you are enjoying it, spread the word. If you've got friends and family who are into this kind of thing, let them know about our program. And, you know, send us your email with, with your recommendation or even your ghost story to our website, yourhauntedholiday.com. doesn't have to be the... Langham Hotel. All right, everyone have a great week and thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy, everybody.